Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us. Yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. We're talking pandemic magic today. I know those two things might not sound like they go together, but I am surrounded by people and I hear every single day little miracles from friends that are happening for them because of the pandemic lessons that they're learning about themselves, about their world, about their friends, about their family, ways of dealing with their hearts in a more profound, more healing, more powerful way, how they're making a difference for in their own lives, for their families, for their friends, and how this added um, concentration on our hearts, whether it's in the fury that's inside our hearts, the passion, the frustration, the grief, all the myriad of feelings that we've all been feeling during this time as our world has turned, worlds have turned kind of upside down and all the flurries of political windstorms and hailstorms and firestorms that have been happening staying the course amidst all of these storms. How do we do that? How do we do that? And I was just talking to a friend today who has two children under the age of seven and she has a really high powered job and she finally got some childcare because um, she's been trying to help them with their homeschooling, have her high powered job and deal with tantrums and their emotions about not being able to go um, and have their normal outlets that they have on a regular basis when it isn't pandemic time. So it's a lot of stress on everybody. Um, I have to say, I'm just, uh, I find, I can just say right now, confess I'm extraordinarily lucky. Um, I work from home anyway. Um, I'm just traveling less for business and not seeing friends as much, but I also live alone and I actually love living alone and I need a lot of alone time to rejuvenate and to, um, to, to thrive in a way. I also love people and get a lot of energy from friends and family. So I miss that, but really, um, I'm having an extraordinary pandemic, partly because I'm living in a temporary house. I'm helping take care of and it closing up an estate for a friend. And so I'm, um, I'm doing work on my, my normal house house. Um, and, um, I've been doing lots of gardening work over there and all kinds of improvements over there, but I'm living in a glass house on top of a hill, which is, I've always wanted to have a glass house and I don't, I have a glass E house <laughs> of my own, but this is literally like a glass house on top of a hill with an extraordinary view that I'm looking out at right now as I speak, these magical twinkling lights in front of me. 
And that is a, an extraordinary blessing. I don't even, I literally say on a daily basis throughout the day, I cannot believe my lucky stars that this is where I am during the pandemic. I'm also working really hard and uh, dealing with stressors as well, but I don't have little kids. I don't have any kids. I don't have really anybody else that I'm taking care of on a daily basis whose emotions I also need to help manage, right? Like I just, I'm giving, sending all the love out to all the people who are helping support their families emotionally, physically, psychologically through this, um, this extraordinary time. So, um, I just, so I've been trying to be as giving as I possibly can, because I have more to give. I have more reserves than, than most of my friends have. So that's how I'm trying to be of service any, in any way that I can. So this podcast is about, this is, um, who you're going to hear from are a couple of of people that have been on the podcast before, Ace, Alicia Krista Easter, who goes by Ace of Ace Yoga LA. Uh, she's a yoga teacher, a meditation instructor. She She's um, just a massive inspiration light in Los Angeles and beyond um, because of the reach of her social media. And uh, I interviewed her a few weeks ago and also uh, you're going to hear from Rebecca Wynn, who's an author. Her book just came out during the pandemic, 100 Daffodils, and you're here, you'll hear a little conversation with her. And they both have, have had some really lovely, magical things happen for them. And I th- I wanted them to share these things because sometimes we don't even see for ourselves the little magical moments that have come that have whisked in and out of our days or weeks or months, right? And sometimes when you just hear somebody else's story, you go, oh, well, something like that happened to me. And there's something for me to also be grateful for. So I wanted them to share. I think this is a great superhero of love reminder for us to pay attention to our hearts. And I always think that listening to other people's stories can be very moving and can inspire our own hearts, right? To leap up into a more exalted, open, powerful form. So I hope you enjoy this. First, we're going to hear from Alicia Easter, and then we're going to hear from Rebecca Wynn about some of the magic that they've been experiencing this COVID time. And if you enjoy this podcast, please go rate, review it, tell your friends about it, subscribe to it. It helps bring more superheroes of love into the fold and helps spread the word about superheroes of love, which you are. Thank you for being a superhero of love. Here you go. Here is Alicia Easter. And then right after her, you'll hear Rebecca Wynn. I am the daughter of Cynthia Geneva Lawson, the granddaughter of Eleanor Cecilia Lawson, and Esther's and ancestors and ancestors upon me. Shoulders I hear and I stand on to such a blessing. But with me being my ancestors' wildest manifestation, every day I do my best to gobble that up. I have been this COVID-19 quarantine sheltering in place has definitely had some lows but it has had a tremendous amount of highs. I have had the opportunity, I've been blessed with still being able to work from home for my full-time job. So 
first and foremost, all gratitude to that because that is an opportunity for me to make space and not worry as some other people have been worrying in this realm. So I'm grateful for that. And also I'm grateful for the lows of <laughs> this time where I have felt kind of isolated. I felt um, alone. I felt like left out. I felt misunderstood, but I am, again, like I said, I'm grateful for that because it gave me an opportunity to sign up, to connect, to reach out, to ask for help from therapists, from my teachers, exploring my, my yoga background. I also do Reiki. I teach meditation and just fully embodying all the gifts that I have and actually loving the amount of space that COVID the quarantine has provided for me to tap into those. So moving into the highs, because I think that acknowledging the lows and then where, you know, or the challenges and then moving up to how we've ascended upon it or float some days just narrowly above it. <laughs> <laughs> I must preface and um, emphasize some days it's a narrow float but um, I have been, I've created a candle line. I am candles collections by Ace. And what this candle line signifies for me is like what I want to do with the output that I want to continue to put out into the world. I am love. I am brave. I am beautiful. I am free. Mm. And I am, I am I am being a full, whole, and complete sentence. Beautiful. A whole and complete sentence. That reminds me of the poem that Jen just posted the other mm -hmm. day, right? That a line in the poem was that he was being taught by his teacher that I am is a complete sentence. That just gave me chills. Thank you for reminding yes. me of that. I, and I, and thank you for receiving. And then also I am... God, not, not I am a God, but I am made in God's creation. So recognizing and remembering that when fear creeps up, when, again, we're floating narrowly above those lows, those moments of trial and trial, um, that we remember that we don't have to have it figured out because we are, we are God, we're God embodied people, right? So I am and I am, I am, I am, and we are not alone. So that is the thing that's come out of uh, quarantining, sheltering at home is that I made space and had the space and had the time for which I would have probably decided or my schedule or some other entity institution would have decided that I wouldn't have before, before. And also let's see what else has been happening. I've been strengthening my teaching as far as like being able to connect with people virtually, which is a whole different um, way of teaching and connecting than it is in the classroom. I've, Can I ask you, sure. had you, had you ever done that virtual before or were you only, you had never done it before. That's no, so I've never, cool. Yeah. I've never taught virtually before, just kind of done some fun videos for them, but nothing instructional. And so I realized that a lot of teachers who've been teaching for a really long time um, had never done, you know, had never done anything virtual either. So the idea of them stepping into that realm, some of them were like, no, thank you. Some I spoke to that are seasoned, like 
very um, teachers who've had a long history, um, seasoned. And, and I realized it was like, yeah, let's just do it. I'm going to figure it out. It's not the same, but that's okay. The connection could still be there. And so being able to establish um, just kind of teaching online at the beginning a lot more than I am now. I've also made space to meet new friends like you um, and, you know, being able to meet new friends online like Deja and, you know, see Jen more, talk to Jen more, talk to my other friends more, FaceTime with people and it really be like we're there. We're in, I'm, I'm talking to you. That's it. And that's, that is, you know, not having to worry about running from here to there to everywhere. And then by the mm -hmm. time you sit down, you're exhausted. So you aren't even able to like be with yourself, sit with yourself, you know? Such a good point. <laughs> that's such a good point that we can be more together, right? Right. We're both yes. in LA going to meet somebody. Yeah. You're always like the first always. half hour that you're with somebody, you're dealing with the traffic that you were just in, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So I love that being, and also um, when, when we were talking about, when you were talking about, I am like that, and I loved how you repeated it like a mantra, I am, I am, I am. So I just want to say that if anybody's feeling agitated, that's, uh, that's such a great mantra. I am, and I, I have that mantra, I have the mantra that's on your candle, I am love in my book too. Like just repeating I am or I am love, those two things, they always, they always bring me back. And the, the mantra that the Sanskrit mantra that you may have heard at some point in your lives, I'm, uh, I'm talking to the audience now because I know you have heard this, but so hum, which is basically I am, but so hum. And those are ancient syllables, different than our syllables that also feed um, your, um, your nervous system and bring you to a place just by saying those syllables even so hum. I just wanted to say that because yeah. that's like so comforting, right? Yeah, delicious. It's so comforting. It's so comforting. It's like a, a hug where, you know, I had to sit down the other day and re like, you know, look at my own stuff and say, all right, I am love. I am free. I am beautiful. I am brave. I am love. I mean, and just like, you know, say it, close my eyes, like really begin to feel it. And like, just kind of from the tips of your toes, like to the backs of your heels, like really allow that sensation that I am, that I am, that I am. I am, I am, I am, but not like I am something negative, but I am some, I am, I period. am what I hope to be. I am period. I am <laughs> period. I am period. Yes. I love it. I am period. And that's it. <laughs> and like really holding on to that and really as like a reminder, because it, it, even it with all the exercises, even like meaning. So I've been able to take a meditation yoga teacher training with my teacher, Tracy Stanley during this time. I've been able to do yoga nidra that she um, workshops that she does and hoping to do a training with her later on this year. And just being able to really come back to the lineage of yoga, not come back to, I didn't leave it, but really just study it, learn it more, learn from teachers, learn from different lineages and stuff. And I'm part of this, you know, I'm signed up for a virtual um, star shine um, and clay 10 day retreat for women of color. So really even having the capacity and making the capacity and bandwidth for that too, just really, it's been a, it's been a whole t lot of time learning, unlearning, decoding, deprogramming, and then just like gobbling up all the good, gobbling, gobbling up all the challenges along the way and just being honest about where I am. 
<laughs> yeah. And I just want to make a point because I don't think any of us expected uh, Black Lives Matter to also erupt in the middle of this. But yeah, <laughs> but oh, but, so right? there's that, you know, like that, that that never went away for me. Obviously, like I knew that, and you know, yeah. that's not, that's always been something that's been at the, you know, because I'm black. But it's like, <laughs> but. You know, no, but hallelujah! But hallelujah, hallelujah that it did during yeah. this time where this is a time like I don't. I mean, like even if you're not a a um, a reflector, usually, right? <laughs> Reflecting yeah. is 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 in the course of your day, no matter what, right? So exactly, th- thank God that it came during this time, and maybe that's why it yep. came that we could all. Take it and in. really be, yeah, take it in and center on it and focus on the fact that like, hey, could I have been doing, could I be being better as a human? Yes. Everybody should answer yes to that. Because <laughs> if not, then come sit next to me or like, don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you're perfect, I don't want that sort of energy. No. So. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I've been in, it's caused me to step into university, right, to uh-huh. um, Ally University, what I'm calling Ally University, right, like becoming a better, al- trying to become a better ally in whatever way that I can. And I, I, one of the things that I realized yesterday when I was um, on my dog walk and I had finished, I just finished um, a, another Audible book. I'm, oh, I can't, I don't have time to read a book, like physically, I don't have that time, but I can listen to Audible books on dog walks and while I'm driving and, you know, that kind of stuff or cleaning, blah, blah, blah. So I've, I've gotten through more books in the COVID um, time than any other time in my life, like more oh, than amazing. one, a, more than one a week. Right. So my, so I've been able to actually dive into university, right. And read all the books that I should be reading. That's amazing. And that's interesting that you bring that. So I used to, you know, I do, um, I'm also a marketing manager for commercial real estate company, the one based in downtown Los Angeles. So I live in North Hollywood and I would take the red line Metro every day to work. So I would read like, I'd be reading, like finish a book at least once every two and a half weeks, I would finish a new book, like a physical book. And I am feeling like I'm reading a little bit less than (laughs) because, because I would be on the train and I would be reading my book or like on, um, or listening to it. Um, there's some audible books that I've listened to that I'm like, oh yeah, but I just like the, I like the smell of the pages and crack Uh, it open and highlight it, you know, but sometimes it's like, you don't have time for that, but I have purchased and a lot more books during this time that I am really excited, but I was like, okay, there's some that I need to finish. Um, some I'm like, you know, can't wait to, uh, dive into like you're, and you gifted me your beautiful book. I, it's so, I started reading and I was like, oh shoot. I'm like, right. And I was like, see, this is what happens. I have like four books going on at a time and I want to be a superhero of love and then like love and rage and then I want to be human and then I want to like, you know, sister outsider with um, Audrey Lord. So <laughs> there's a lot going on over here, Bridget. <laughs> a lot of magic. And that's, why, magic. that's why I wanted to talk to you because you have totally... <laughs> created magic out of this time and and but you are somebody who does not like you're not you know uh pollyanna with rose-colored glasses on you like dive in when there's something deep to dive into some pain to dive into you dive into it and and that's another you know and that's a that's another testimonial actually for 
not trying to skirt the deep work because this is the exalting stuff that comes out of going into those shadows, right? Which is what I'm constantly talking about in my book and in this podcast. And you are, you are a poster child for that. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, you know, the, the, the hard, you know, the, the hard conversations and the tough conversations are, you know, I was talking to a friend about that this morning about how, you know, I would have normally just kind of like, you know, said working to also only say yes to stuff with my whole body and say no to stuff the same way. Like say no thank you with my whole body and say yes with my whole body and really working on that and having to do that um, a few times already, like during this time. But, you know, I'm so used to being like, yes, I want to do this. Yes, I want to be part of it. But it's like, I have to remember like, and I used to say this to myself every day. It's like one of my mirror mantras. Um, keep the main thing the main thing. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing, you know, is me. <laughs> the main right. thing is my health. The main mm-hmm. thing is my my mental health, my soul work, my my purpose. And maybe the purpose changes every day. Is like, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert said yesterday at the retreat, um, the workshop that we were on, she was like, you know, sometimes your purpose, we don't even know our purpose and that's okay. Sometimes your purpose can appear to be just one thing that happens and mm-hmm. that's okay. That's your purpose. That's why you were put here to help. She told this incredible story um, that, and it was like, yes, that's it. Really keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that's yourself, your health, and your your soul and just like your mental health more than anything because mental health health period is all a blessing to have now more than ever you know being able to breathe keeping that the main thing so if i'm all over the place what i can't find where's where's the one where's the main road (laughs) right right that's beautiful and that's where that's where the magic come from, comes from mm-hmm. is that strength and that diving deep and into the stillness, right? Like going into yep. that stillness, where all that that magic that you can discover. Um, are there any? I'm just curious. Any new um, skills, internal or external, that you've gathered during this time? I did do the meditation teacher training, so um, I am honing my skills there as far as to still continue to teach meditation on a deeper level and understand again, the lineage of it and how to, you know, construct that. So that's a really, that's a big skill that I've learned. And then also I took my first restorative yoga class the other day, which was like incredible. And um, so I'm trying to think what else I did. This isn't necessarily a, I don't know if it's a skill or not, but I tightened the screws on all my locks and doorknobs. Oh my God, that's so cool. That's so cool. Can I just tell you that I have a broken, I have a broken doorknob right now that I have to do the screws on. I am not kidding you. That is hilarious. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yes. Like attention to the little details, right? The little details. I've lived here for going on over six years now and my balcony door was jingling or whatever. And so I was like, Oh, I might need to put in a service request. And then I realized I was like, I have a toolbox. I have a tool, the first toolbox that I got when I went away to college and I have another one. So I was like, I, and I was on the phone one day and I was just tightening the screws, just went around the house, just made sure everything was in place. And it's right? just like, <laughs> oh my God. And that's another thing that we're doing, right? Like I'm doing like financial stuff like that, like trying to 
like pay oh, me extra too. special, right? I think a lot uh-huh. of us are, right? Yeah, it's like, you cannot put your head in the sand one more no. day, Bridget. That is done. We're done putting our head in the sand, right? So that's yep. so great. And the attention to those little details, because that makes life work. And then when you go outside your balcony, outside your door, it's like bliss. You don't have to be yeah. interrupted by a squeaky door or a, a yeah. loose it was, it, it was, I know, right? It was so simple. And then I was just like, why didn't I do this before? It was because I wasn't here. I wasn't paying attention. Like, and I, um, as I mentioned before, Tracy, my teacher, she has every time we do like a zoom or something, I look behind her. She's got this beautifully color coded bookshelf, like color coded books. And I was like, and so I did that. I color coded my bookshelf. And so I was like, this is incredibly serene to be able to look at a bookshelf. I see why people do this. So yeah, it was great. <laughs> so much magic. Okay. And then the most magic, or maybe not the most magical thing, but one of the most magical things is starting this candle line. So tell yeah. them, tell them, because that that's huge. You started a new business during yes. COVID. Can we talk? I started, I started, I started a new business during COVID. I stopped, I pulled, you know, like I said, my, like we just said, our head out of the sand and was like, all right, this is what you need to do. You've been talking about this. You've been talking about it. You've been talking about it. So I started I Am Candle Collection and it was basically inspired by the mantras that I say in my class um, that I started years ago and I made these mantra cards. And, um, and, but I said strong in my mantra card and I decided when I was making the candles, I said, I'm releasing strong. Not saying that I'm not strong, but I said, as a black woman, too often we are overlooked. Our pain is overlooked. Our ability to withstand is overlooked. Our ability to be sensitive is overlooked because people just assume we're strong. Mm. So what I want to do, I'm, we're brave. I am brave. So I am brave. I am love. I am beautiful. And I am free. I am free. I am free. And I am beautiful was inspired because it, you know, again, uh, by my sisters, black women, you know, we are um, unfortunately at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to love and respect and beauty, unfortunately, in a, from a societal perspective. And so I was like, I just want to remind, I mean, anyone obviously can buy the candles, but remind that sister that might be having trouble believing that she's beautiful. You are beautiful. That human that might be having trouble believing her beauty. You are beautiful. Own it. Um, and I am love because was inspired by, um, a just heartache that I'd felt just kind of over the last few years, heartache that I experienced and then reminded me that, Hey, like I am love, I am love, I am love, and I'm worthy of love. Even if you can't see love, even if you can't feel love, if you've, if you've not had anybody say, I love you to you. You love yourself. Say, I am love. So that's the thing that I say to myself every day. And I think we talked about that as saying, if I say to myself every day, I love you, then I don't have to worry about hearing it from anybody else, especially if I'm not going to be seeing anybody um, because I, you know, live alone and not going anywhere. So, um, and yeah, so I think what I say, I am love. I am beautiful. um, I am brave, 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 brave. We are brave to make choice. We are brave to move. We are brave to grow. We are brave to be soft. We are brave to be strong. We are brave. We are brave. We are brave. I am brave. I am brave. I am brave. And then I am free. 
I am free, I am free was like the catalyst for um, all my workshops, all like my classes. Um, it, I am free because too often you feel bogged down, you feel put in a box and it's like just free your mind, free your body, free your soul and understand that you are love, <laughs> mm-hmm. you are brave, you are beautiful and you are free. So that's so it, I am candles. Oh my God, so great. And I I will put a link, I will put all the links in the podcast notes so you guys can check it. But everybody go follow her, Alicia Krista East, and she goes by Ace, Ace Yoga LA, A-C-E, her initials, Yoga LA. And I just want to say this is my very favorite interview ever because you said, I am love more times than any other podcast and that is the best thing it's like we're like you're just you infuse (laughs) the whole podcast with the mantra i am love not that you didn't say other mantras but oh my god that's such a that's such a superhero of love mantra thank you darling you are a superhero of love rebecca I am talking to people about unexpected little magical miracle things that are happening in their COVID world. And I know that you are constantly, so listener, um, go back to episode 100. Why do I remember it was episode 100? Because... I wonder. Her new book, which came out during the quarantine, so you need to understand that. Her book, her huge book, which was supposed to um, be having millions of parties across the United States, like not millions, I know, but many parties, big, huge parties with hundreds of attendees were planned that were supposed to have taken off and set the trajectory of her book into outer space, those, those parties all got canceled across the United States. So her book came out during COVID, which is, and I keep having authors on here whose books came out during COVID. And it's, it's, it's something, it's something to be reckoned with, even though the life of a book really is, I keep telling Rebecca, the life of her book is a, it's a forever book. It's an absolute forever book. And its title is? 100 Daffodils is the title and the subtitle is finding beauty, grace, and meaning when things fall apart. Oh, I love it. Which is so perfect because for a lot of us, things are falling apart. Oh. And, <laughs> so, and you have some magical daffodil thoughts to share with us. So please t- tell us some, some magical things that have been happening for you. <laughs> so first of all, I would just like to say that when I came up with a subtitle for this book. I thought I was talking about things that had fallen apart in the past. (laughs) I kind of wasn't, you know, planning for this. And, you know, I also would just like to sort of refine what, what Bridget said and say that not only did my book come out during the pandemic, but I live in Dallas. And Dallas went on lockdown at midnight on March 23rd. And my book came out one minute later on March 24th. (laughs) So it wasn't just during the pandemic, but it was at the crux 
of crisis and panic. And so, you know, if it had come out even a week earlier, we could have at least had the, the initial launch parties, the ones in Dallas. I was going straight to LA for, for events there, but, but I had some big parties in Dallas, one with over 700 people invited and, um, and, and, you know, media and all that stuff. We could have at least gotten that, you know, that sort of launch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and if it had been a few weeks later, everybody would have figured out more or less how to sort of pivot to virtual. But as it was, when my book came out, it was just at when, when everything was just chaos and panic and there were no backup plans and, and it was, so it really was, you know, people use the word literally all the time now and they say literally and it's not literally, but my book literally came out at the worst possible time. Um, so far at least. I mean, my mother always used to say, things are never so bad they can't get worse. <laughs> it's like the worst, most horrible expression I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. She believed it. I think she also oh. thought it kind of funny, but man. It is hilarious. Oh my God. That's funny in 2020. But anyway, so that... Um, circling back to your question about my little moments of magic. So, so obviously I um, have had a lot of um, emotions to process (laughs) (laughs) through this, you know, uh, there's an enormous sense of loss and disappointment and fear and, worry and all of that just around my book. And then I have all of that stuff that everybody else is experiencing around the pandemic. And then there's also this other aspect that, um, you know, I don't a hundred percent feel like I have permission to fully feel and express the sense of loss that I feel because I get that, that, the, the problems in the world are significantly bigger than me and my little book. I get that. I know. And the social conversation that has been stimulated too since um, the end of May, that is critical. And I know that those things are more important than this, but this is important to me. Right. And I had put basically all my eggs in the book basket because in my um, in my other life, I own a landscape design company, a high-end residential landscape design company, but I could not do which you'll, that. Which you'll hear about in the book. You hear all these amazing stories about her business and how she creates magic with her business. Continue, please. <laughs> well, I could do that and write the book because, um, first of all, that's just not how my mind works. I, I have to do you know, one thing at a time. I've never been one of those people that could write for an hour every day. No, I have to be just writing and it's all I'm doing or just doing art and it's all I'm doing or just doing, well, certainly with the design and installation, they're, they're big jobs and 
it just takes all your time. Anyway, so I had to put that business on hold and, and the sort of the promise around this book was that that was a relatively safe gamble because nobody knew we were going to have a global pandemic. (laughs) Um, Or if they did, they weren't telling me. (laughs) So, so, um, so I have been in this sort of like um, fear mode around a lot of things. So that's thing one. So then thing thing two is that from the moment that the book sold, which was in the summer of 2018, I knew that one of the um, healing things that was still unhealed in me was my ability to receive. And and I have a, a pattern in my life of sort of diving in head first into something that I'm interested in, you know, figuring out while I'm in there, mastering it, and then either walking away or self-sabotaging. And when my book sold, I knew I wasn't doing that this time. So I have a friend in California, actually, um, and she lives in Venice, and we do a little book study thing um, each week. And we started working on receiving because Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed to be able to say yes to all of the opportunities that were coming with this book. I needed to be able to say yes to the book and not, you know, get scared and run away or whatever. I needed to be able to say yes to all the things that are super scary and terrifying and new. I needed to to learn how to receive. So we've been working on that for, you know, two years now. So everything blew up with the the launch and all of that stuff. And I mean, bookstores were closed, warehouses couldn't ship, even people that had pre-ordered couldn't get their books. It was, um, you know. A nightmare. A bummer, huh? Yeah. Yeah, a nightmare. And, um, And I because this is what I do, you know, I kind of turned inward and I was like, okay, obviously I, I, you know, I'm pretty powerful, but I don't think I created a global pandemic to undo my book deal. (laughs) Um, But, you know, in the way that it's affecting me individually, it was like, okay, well, what, what, what still needs to be healed in me? And so I started looking at this ability to receive. And, um, so I have this friend who has been so wonderful and generous and kind and supportive and, and just awesome in all the ways, um, actually mention her once in the book. Her name is Chris. Um, she's the one that, um, when I was having, uh, sort of my, my breakdown, she was the one that sort of came back with actionable, you know, do this, then do this, then do this. And I also, she's also thanked in the back of the book. But anyway, so Chris has, um, she has been really showing up for me Mm -hmm. because I'm also by myself, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm not only not getting to do all the book stuff, but I'm also having to deal with that all by myself. And um, so she and I were talking about sound systems. She's very much an audiophile. She knows a lot about that kind of stuff. And I said, you know, I don't really listen to music anymore. And she said, well, you know what? It's because of the way they compress music that it lost all the dimension and all this stuff. And she said, I, meaning her, experienced music spatially. And, um, and so I quit listening to music too until I figured out what it was. So she said, what you need is a better sound system. And I said, cool. <laughs> and <laughs> I have no business buying anything like that you know, right now, because I'm having to be careful. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't qualify for any of the, uh, the oh, PPP stuff. None of that stuff. Right. Um, so, so she shows up one day and she's got this big box and these huge tower speakers. And she's walks in with this huge box and she said, I want you to know this is a gift. And I said, uh, I don't think that was the deal we made. <laughs> so there I go, right? Like, mm -hmm. immediately not, not easily. Right. And she said, well, no, she said, I, um, I looked for affordable, um, you know, sound systems for you. And I couldn't find anything that I thought was worthy of you. So I'm giving you this because this is what you deserve. Mm. And so she unboxes this thousand dollar Marantz, wait for it, receiver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. When the universe hits you over the head with a frying pan. <laughs> right? That is I so mean, cute. it was like... I don't really know how I can spell it out more clearly. <laughs> it's like a modern day COVID fairy tale, right? And she's the fairy godmother who comes in with the receiver. You will receive and you will receive what you deserve, which is huge. It's way bigger than you even dreamed of. Oh my God. Like I would never, in a million, I mean, I say never in a million years, like never... It has never occurred to me in the past, certainly, to spend that kind of money on a receiver. You know, I just, I don't know, I just haven't ever done anything like that. And the speakers that she brought were like $5,000 speakers. And, uh, but those are just a loan, I think. But the receiver is a gift. And um, anyway, so I just wow. thought, that's just incredible. Because, I don't know, even if it had been called a, access point or something it wouldn't have been quite as right. in your face you know but no yes. no it's god a, speaks loudly you will receive and and it's a hardwireable but it's also um wireless wow so it's like receiving with no attachment receiving <gasps> you know just from the ethers receiving without having to ha having oh get this get this receiving without 
being able to see that you're connected to the source. How about that? Wow. Yes. Yes. And God, really, she's, I just keep picturing her like the fairy god, like dressed up like a Disney character right now. I don't know what she looks like, but she looks like a Disney character and she has a hat on um, and a big, and a big hoop skirt. Um, But um, (laughs) I can't see her doing that. No, (laughs) from what you've described, no. But, you know, I think that sometimes it's not as obvious as that lesson was, right? But I think that we're all, don't you feel like everybody's learning how to receive in a different way? Like life isn't yes. looking looking the way it used to look. We're not receiving in the same way. Like I used to get a lot of fulfillment and joy and love from throwing dinner parties and, and or going out to dinner with friends and, yeah. you know, that kind of, that community thing it used to be so that's shifted, you know, smaller groups distanced with masks or Zoom, you know, but it's still there. The love is still there. I mean, it's just as deep. It's just as beautiful. It's just different, but we have to, like, I think this is, this is such a great little lesson for all of us to see the, the new ways that we're receiving during this pandemic, right? Like, because it's really easy. And that's why I love your story, because it would be really easy for you, (laughs) for someone in your position, just like, you know, every single one of my friends who had a book, I I literally have like 10 friends who had books come out during this pandemic, which is, that's a lot of people that I know. And everybody is, and everybody feels the same way. Like, look, a book is a is a, you know, it's icing on the cake for anybody that gets a book, you know, gets a book deal and then gets the book out and, you know, has any sort of, but your book is going to be huge. I, I, I guarantee it's going to be on the bestseller list at some point in the next year. It's, it is extraordinary. So everybody check it out. 100 Daffodils. I think a lot of people are reading more during this time. I know I have read or listened to audible books because I don't have time to read a, a book book because I don't have time for that. But I've been listening to a record number of audible books. I've used all my credits plus every month. So, um, but I think that a lot of people are doing a lot of books. So I just want to encourage everybody, please go check out a hundred daffodils because you will oh. love it. It's if you have any passion for gardening and if you, and, but it's more than a, more you than don't, really, I mean, you really don't have to have a you passion don't. for gardening no. at all or nature. Right. It's really a spiritual journey and so a psychological, emotional and spiritual journey. And that just happens to be the reference point that I tend to see lessons in, but you really don't have to have an interest in any of that. And lots of people that have read it have said, I'm really not into gardening. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, no, but it's such a, it's such a, uh, a celebration. If you are, I mean, like for those of us that are, it's just like, Oh my God, I literally devoured it. I think in one sitting, if I'm not mistaken, if you're right, speed with which I read probably is not all due to my love, my passion for flowers, but she brings us along the, her journey of healing her heart, which is why she was on the superhero of love podcast and why your publisher reached out to me. I didn't know about your book. you thank God your publisher. I just saw in the first line, the title. And I was like, I don't even need to read the next paragraphs. Uh, yes. Uh, daffodils. Yes. Uh, but, but it is, it's about a beautiful heart healing journey. 
on, with the landscape, an exquisite landscape of nature and flowers. And thank you. Yeah. Well, I do also want to say that there is an audio book. So that I have you read that you that read. I yes, I did. I I did the um, the voice work and and it's streaming, of course. But there's also a CD set, which I find super fun and exciting. Because this makes me feel a little bit like a rock star. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you know, I, I still have my, they sent me a bunch of the CDs from the Audible book. And I'm like, okay, who has a CD player that I know that I can even, oh. <laughs> I have one in my car. <laughs> oh, but, but, but you know, a lot of people have, have told me, not a lot, but some, I have your book. I want to read your book, but I just can't seem to sit down and read. I can't seem to sit down and concentrate. Hmm. And so some of those people have gotten the audio version and they listen to it while they're out walking or running or just, you know, driving around, driving around. Yeah. And they're able to take it in that way because I know, I mean, and I mean some writers and major readers that I know, Mm-hmm. That have said, I just, I just cannot process information in that way page. right now. I just yeah. don't have the concentration. Yeah, it's affecting so, all of our brains, right? And it- yeah, the 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 audio book. Um, I don't know if it's polite to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The producer at Hachette Audio has submitted the audiobook in multiple categories for the Audi Awards, which yes. are like the Oscars for audiobooks. And one of the categories that they submitted it in was Best Narration by the Author. If you guys go back to episode 100, you'll hear her read excerpts from her book, actually. Remember, we had you read, so you can even get a taster. That was a great conversation, so check that out. Thank you for the inspiration for looking at the ways that we are receiving may look a little different. Some of them may not hit us upside the head as 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 dramatically as receiving a receiver from a fairy godmother <laughs> well you know not everybody needs a cosmic two by four you know some people can actually hear the more subtle messages you know that apparently go right over my head <laughs> thank you for sharing your story rebecca it's beautiful thanks again for coming superhero i wish you some magic today Even the teeniest, tiniest bit of magic. Sending you love straight to your heart.